Good morning, this is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. The title of our teaching for the next few weeks will be, Are We Ready for Revival? Are We Ready for Revival? The elections are over, and regardless of your pleasure or displeasure with the outcome, it's apparent that this nation is in need of a change of heart. For many of the issues that we face with reference to our relationship with one another and our relationship with God, the issues stem from the heart. We are dealing with issues of the heart. We are told by Jeremiah in Jeremiah seventeen nine that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. In Proverbs, we are given words of wisdom and warned that we should guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of them flow the issues of life. The only one who can address heart issues is the heart regulator, Jesus Christ. And so I come back to this question for the next week. Are we ready for a revival? A revival of our nation and our churches and our homes as we exit and move through COVID, as we move through all of the economic issues, as we move through the issues around social justice and civil unrest, are we truly ready for revival? Revival, according to Webster, has several definitions that fit our discussion. Revival is bringing or coming back to use or attention, something that is on the decline to bring back to life and consciousness. From a religious standpoint, a revival is an event, the stirring up of religious faith among those who have been indifferent, usually by fervent meetings and evangelistic preachings at public meetings. Revive comes from the Hebrew words kaya, which means to bring to life or cause to live. We see it used in Job 33 and 4, and it says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. In Psalm 119.37, it says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things, and revive me in your way. Do we need to be revived, brought back to life? As I look around, I believe we are in desperate need of spiritual CPR. We have become insensitive to the social needs of people in our community. Our entertainment choices reflect a tolerance for moral depravity and disregard for human life not so much different than Sodom and Gomorrah. Man has defiled himself. 
Society continues to attempt to redefine God, trivialize family, and devalue Christ's church. And what have we gained in return? Broken and wounded people feeling hopeless in despair without joy, angry and hurting each other. We need new breath and true life that can only come from God. So I close this week with my opening question. Are we ready for a revival? Do we need true life in our homes, our churches, our communities? Yes, we desperately need spiritual revival, a return to God. We need our hearts fixed. We need our minds regulated. And where do we begin? We'll talk a little bit more about that on next week. So for today, I'd like to say thank you for spending time with us at Morning Reflections. And we look forward to seeing you on next week as we continue our discussion about revival. Thank you. Have a blessed and safe week. Bye-bye. Good morning. This is Eileen Epps Hamilton, and I'd like to welcome you to this session of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Today, we continue our topic of, are we ready for revival? Are we ready for a revival? Although the actual word revival is not used in the Bible, there are many instances cited where revival or spiritual awakening occurred. Here are a few that you may want to jot down for your own personal study. Compare them with um, our current society and see if there are any similarities. Under Samuel, in 1 Samuel 7, 1 through 6, under Elijah, 1 Kings 18, 17 through 40. So we see the prophets called for revival. Leadership in the Old Testament through the kings, they also would call for a revival. Under King Hezekiah, you will find in 2 Kings 18, 1 through 7. And then under King Josiah, 2 Kings 22 and 23, you'll see where the leadership called for revival. Revival is not new to the economy of God. The largest recorded revival occurred in Nineveh, where it is recorded that 120,000 souls repented and were saved from God's wrath. You'll find that in Jonah 3, 4 through 10. Revivals are often preceded by a major crisis that has occurred to a particular uh, nation. People's hearts have to be ready for this fertile seed of revival. How do we begin to prepare for revival? Not the evangelistic preaching event we discussed last week, but the opportunity to revive or bring back to those who have strayed from God. Last week, I shared my belief that we were in need of spiritual CPR. I have 
created an acrostic using the letters CPR to communicate how we can prepare for a revival. C. Confession. Readiness for a revival always begins with confession of sin. The people of Nineveh proclaimed a fast of which everyone must participate in from the greatest of them to the least of them. It says, but every man and beast were to be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Let them turn everyone from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. That's Jonah 3 and 8. The confession of sin begins the cleansing needed to bring sinners into right relationship with God. Confession recognizes the needs for change and the realization that the only true source of change is God. Confession is the place where the contrite and humble heart begins to submit to the will of God. P. Prayer. Prayer is the most powerful force God has given us to implement change. The city of Nineveh, both man and beast, were covered with sackcloth and they cried mightily to God. Prayer prior to revival prepares the way for the preaching of God's truth. God's truth defeats the lies of Satan and provides light to expose the darkness of sin. God's truth provides the way to safety and salvation. Satan will attempt to promote disbelief, doubt, and disruption. Intercessory prayer is needed for both guidance and protection. In James 5, 16, it's really true that the effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. R. Repentance. Repentance requires two actions, the turning away from sin and the turning to God. The people of Nineveh turned from their evil ways. The turning away from sin begins with accepting Christ as both Savior and Lord. This is also true for self-identified Christians. Repentance should lead to transformed living, one of good works and one of service. So where does revival begin? I once heard a minister state that individuals should draw a circle on the ground and then step inside it. It is here that revival begins. Confession, prayer, and repentance. Revival starts with each of us. Are we ready for revival? That's it for today. I just thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please share this podcast with your friends and family, and I look forward to being with you next week on Morning Reflections. Thank you, and have a blessed week. Bye-bye.